The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFC Beast for 15% off active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it, yeah. Welcome, everyone, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October the 19th, and usually that means we're here to preview the early morning slate, but we just did that. This is a doubleheader, and we are diving into the futures market midseason version. I am Ryan McIntyre, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Old Fashioned Football himself, Justin Mark. Jay Mark, show number two. How you doing, man? They made you read the the uh, Eagles Cowboys or Giants thing twice. It's torture. I know. <laughs> I know it's 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 double the pain. I'm like, oh man, not this ad again. So, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, for those that don't know, uh, just tune o- tune over to the main station. The Giants and Eagles are both a combined eleven and one. So, hey, if you had got in on either of those in the preseason market, you're doing pretty well right now, for sure. Yeah, and. Um, we're going to dive into this futures market and we're going to start. Um, we go back first off, go back and see what we said in the preseason. So you can validate what we're saying, what we actually said. <laughs> um, but we both uh, listened back to our episode this morning and uh, took what we had uh, initially said. And um, we, we gave out a couple good angles and we're, we're sitting in decent positions. J Mark, I will let you lead it off in the MVP market. Where did we go in the preseason for this? Yeah, so, and just uh, to kind of play off that, we did say it's such a volatile market because you never know what's going to happen. But everybody's plus money, so that's what made it fun. Starting at MVP, we both did not see how Josh Allen wouldn't be the front runner for this. He was six to one when we picked it. Um, and then if you go back and listen, we did a, who we thought would win and then a kind of a long shot. So my long shot was Jalen hurts at 20 to one and yours was Kirk cousins at 50 to one. So, um, looking at the current odds, Kirk cousins is not going to win. He's 40 to one. He's actually, (laughs) to be honest, he's actually had a, he had a better year last year than he has had this year yet. They're five and one versus two and four, what they were last year. Now, yeah. as for your pick, I mean, you were sharp on that. Jalen Hurts is currently plus 450, what I'm seeing over here. And that's second among, obviously, to who we thought was going to be easily the front runner and Josh Allen with those Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but if you listen to us at six to one, you were making money because it's, um, what, one and a half to one right now, plus 150 around yeah. there. Yeah. And I think this may be the last week or maybe. By November one, it's not going to be plus money. So right. if if you got FOMO, go grab it right now. So before it's too late. So because sure. I I think we both can agree that he this is his award to lose. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. Especially, I mean, the, the win over Kansas city went a long way for him, obviously, but um, yeah, th- this is definitely his, his award, his season. Um, and it, the only thing that stops that is if he uh, gets injured, right? Correct. And I, I know we talk about it. He takes some unnecessary shots at times, but I mean, you just look at his stats so far through six games 17 touchdowns, four interceptions, thrown for already 2,000 yards, two rushing touchdowns, over 250 rushing yards as well. And they haven't played a cupcake schedule. They played the hardest schedule in the league so far. You look at who was favored in the NFC uh, – or that sorry, the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs. They've already went to Arrowhead. Who was favored in the AFC uh, North, Baltimore. They already went there and won. And then who was favored in the AFC South, Tennessee. They blew them out on Monday night. And he's already played Miami. And honestly, Pittsburgh's defense going into the year was supposed to be good. I know they're banged up, but he, I mean, he's played the hardest schedule. They're going to, we agree. They're just going to keep rolling. Oh yeah. Um, that we kind of talked about it a little bit before we jumped on here. It's, there's not a lot of games left that they, they, uh, are likely to lose, I guess, unless it's just a kind of a outlier. Yeah. I mean, we, you, you look at their schedule right now. I mean, for example, they're favored by double digits against the Packers next weekend. You never would have thought that those words would ever come out of any of our mouths that Aaron Rodgers was a 10 point dog, but that's the reality of how good this Buffalo bills team is being the number one in uh, offense and number one defense DVOA first team in over 20 years. So Adam Peltier is definitely enjoying the <laughs> segment that we're doing so far on uh, this Josh Allen and this bills mafia wagon. Yeah, um, and we kind of said it hurts is second in the market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes still has a chance. I, I just saw a headline that the Chiefs are a real contender to sign Odell. So if you think Odell can still produce, that could open their offense a little bit more. Mahomes sitting at 6-1 to one still. So if you have belief in Mahomes, that's still some good value. And, and you know – Lamar was probably the front runner through the first three games, but he's tailed off. He's eight to one now. They, it seems, and he's banged up. He just came across the injury report as we're recording this currently. What five o'clock Eastern, four o'clock your time? Yep. On Wednesday, October the nineteenth. So, not good when a mobile guy's banged up. It seems like Mahomes and Hurts are the only one that has maybe a puncher's chance. But even with those guys, I don't think they have a shot. Yeah. No, I agree. But hey, if uh they if you had got in at twenty, what was it, twenty to one on Jalen Hurts in the preseason, go cash that out right now and take your yeah. value. Agreed. Well, hopefully, uh when you're betting the futures, you do so over at WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet one hundred dollars to get a one hundred dollar free bet. Looking to join WinBet biggest winners club, whoever hit the biggest parlay on WinBet uh odds wise gets a one thousand dollar free bet. Last week's winner of the biggest winners club was a New York better who hit a plus 15,000 parlay on all money lines, wagering 110 bucks to win a grand total of $16,743 and 56 cents. Win bet is truly DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to the sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. So they know we sent you. That's the sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your freight. Claim your free bet today. 
Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where you can play WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Keeping it in the awards market, we are going to move over to uh, the Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year odds. Where did we go for Offensive Player of the Year? <clears throat> Um, so I had Jonathan Taylor at nine to one. You went on the other side, had Derek Henry, who was at 10, 10 to 12 to one, kind of depending on where you saw it. And then our long shots, um, I took Christian McCaffrey at 25 to one and you stuck with your, your Minnesota Vikings theme there and took Justin Jefferson at 16 to one. So that one has a shot. Yeah, no. Yeah. Jefferson, I'm seeing six and a half to one. So yeah. that's a good call. Um, and he's he's I feel like as good as he's been, I feel like he can even be better. Right. And so if he can put some more good games where he just dominates, he could easily jump ahead. Hertz is only plus six hundred six to one. So not that much ahead of him right now. So it's funny to see Hertz and Lamar up top because I feel like these two teams are kind of mirroring mirror images of one another, not with the record, but. They both like to jump out to leads in the first half. And for two teams that like to run the ball as much as they do, they struggle in second halves for some reason. Yeah. Yep. They uh, can't keep their foot on the gas. It seems like it, it's, it's the weirdest thing you would think with their style of play that they would be able to just keep it pedal to the metal and, and roll these teams in the second half. I mean, we saw Philly almost give up that 20 to nothing lead. And then obviously the Ravens, they blow a double digit lead every other week. Um, if you had to choose one right now, value wise, who do you like? I like that Jefferson play. Um, I really do. Hertz, it's still at plus six hundred. Um, so you're still getting six to one on Hertz, who um, they're obviously undefeated right now. So excellent value. Kind of my long shot that I I'm kind of keeping my eye on Saquon Barkley. Uh, we talked about him our last show a little bit of just how good he's been when they give him the ball, especially now that he's staying healthy. Um, you can get him at 13 to one plus 1300. He's got 606 yards, four touchdowns, 155 receiving yards. And I think they could get him involved more in the receiving game. So um, that, that that's got a lot of value to it still, I think. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How does Josh Allen not win this award? It's weird that he's um, so high up there and MVP, but not offensive player. That doesn't make a ton of sense, but it seems yeah. like they're always different. I, I don't know exactly how they go into figuring which which guy's the MVP, which is a offensive player of the year, but they, they are almost always different, it seems like. Well, and we touched on this when we were talking about the awards in the preseason. This is such a media narrative-driven award, all these um, awards. So it's, I mean, it's kind of who has the best storylines going into this. Honestly, if, if the Browns just give the ball to Nick Chubb, I would feel like he would have a shot at it. 12 to one, but they, for some reason, want to throw the ball with Brissett. I'm, I'm with you. I kind of like Jefferson as well. I, I mean, Cooper cups pretty damn good still. I mean, he's yeah. it's Cooper or Cooper cup or bust with the, the Rams. I mean, we see how bad that offense is. Maybe they get a little better. What about Stefan Diggs? Yeah, I just, um, Diggs is a great player, but it, it seems like the, um, outbreak of Gabe Davis and how well he's done in that offense. And I think that does limit Diggs a little bit as far as offensive player of the year, still a, a great player, of course, 
but um, Allen's got multiple options there, so it's not all focused on digs. Unlike the Rams there with Cup, I mean, we haven't seen Allen Robinson take off. We haven't seen Ben Scourneck. Uh, well, Ben Scourneck's almost done as much as Allen Robinson. So um, the thing with Cup is just I feel like he would be your offensive player of the year right right now if Stafford didn't look so bad. Yeah. Um, Stafford's looked terrible, and I just don't know if he can sustain getting Cup uh, enough action. I think it could come from some of these teams that are, what, three and three, and if they they go on a little run, maybe Lamar. I mean, yeah. I know Lamar's banged up. We just talked about in the MVP odds, but if he gets it right, I mean, if I mean, with the contract situation, there's a narrative there as well. Um, he's not going to catch Josh Allen in the MVP. We, we already touched on that earlier in the episode, but maybe he gets the offensive player of the year, but yeah, no, it's, it's weird how they differentiate these uh, two awards. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get what goes into it. I don't it, see how, but... yeah. How's Allen not like the, the guy he's currently right. the best offensive player. And mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the bills are so dominant. They just give the offensive player to digs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> What about uh? Let's switch over to the other side of the ball. There's a strong favorite now. I don't think either of you, either of us, sorry, uh, gave him out in the preseason, though we did mention him in terms of yeah. being one of the elite guys. Yep. Um. So I went with T.J. Watt at eight one, which that first game it looked yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, then he is out injured. You had Aaron Donald. Um. And then for our long shots, I took Roquan Smith, and he threw out Crosby, but then also um, liked Cleo Mack, too, who his stats haven't been terrible, They yeah. but they could have been better. Like, when I watch him, he is playing with a high motor right now. Um, so his stats are just a little lagging behind the effort I think we're seeing. So I still actually like that one, even though – He's not in the conversation right now. I think he could start making a lot of big plays and kind of get back up there. You can tell how good TJ Watt is and how valuable he is, is that he's still on the board and he hasn't played since week number one. Yeah. So, yeah, you were on the right side and right track with that one. Uh, For everybody, the audience, Micah Parsons is a clear favorite right now at even money, actually. Yep. Um. I mean, leads the league in pressure, sacks. I mean, everybody, I mean, Dak goes out. We all know who carried that team. I, I know people wanted to make a quarterback controversy. There's no even joke of a quarterback controversy without Micah Parsons. The guy is an animal. I mean, I know some guys want to compare him to Lawrence Taylor, and that might be a little bit of a stretch, but, I mean, he he's as dominant and athletic as I've seen in my lifetime in terms of yeah. just completely dominating the game, moving them around. Um, I get Aaron Donald's there at 16 to one still who I gave out, but I mean, they just triple team him now. Brian Urlacher's flexing right now at you saying that Mike Parsons is the most dominant. <laughs> Urlacher that... take a game over, man. Um, no, I, <laughs> oh, I thought you said Brian Urlacher's in our chat. I go, Brian Urlacher. Oh, no. I, I said he could, he's flexing right now over the fact that you said, um, the most dominant. Um, that's that's the Homer in me, though. Um, but he he was a beast. One <laughs> of my one of my favorite things is watching that um, Super Bowl when we played the Colts and him and Peyton Manning continuing to audible back and forth between each play. It was awesome. But yeah, Mark Michael Parsons still getting even money. 
um, you would think he would be a a favorite now as far as not even money, you know, negative odds. So I, I like taking that still. I still think there's value in there. Um, Miles Garrett at 11 to 1. He, I think he started a little slow, but he's starting to pressure the quarterback more, you know, five sacks, two forced fumbles. Um, I think if he can continue to get in there, that's somebody that's going to creep up that, that those odds are going to go down. Um, so even if you throw some on it now and he has five good games and you can cash out and make a little bit of profit, I kind of like that. Yeah. The the problem with miles Garrett for him this year was that the, the car accident that set yeah. him back for, for a week, maybe a week or two. <clears throat> but I mean, we see that Brown defense without him. They're awful. So yeah. they need him. Like, like you said, it's, um, if Bosa, if the other Bosa and Sam Fran got back, you know, they could ride him, but I don't know. He, it's another, it's hard to take guys that are banged up because I mean, if you're banged up right now, you're probably going to be banged up going forward and you're not going to be elite. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's Micah Parsons or nothing right now. Yep. Agreed. The, the only thing I think that same with Josh Allen, the only reason he doesn't win it is if he gets injured, I think. Yes. So take plus you. money. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's still plus 100, like you said. Yeah. So, well, uh, that will move us on to our next award. And this this is an interesting one. Coach of the Year, and this is also such a preseason expectations award. So, currently, Nick Sirianni is the favorite at plus 150, I'm seeing. And in the NFC East, or yeah, NFC East, Brian Dayball is 4-1. to one. What did we give out in uh, the preseason? I think we had a couple good ones here. Yeah, but neither of us took them. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I, um, I don't take Eagles and Giants. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. I let so, the main station take those guys. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my favorite one that I threw out was Tomlin. Um, I don't see that bouncing back and happening. Of course, you had um, Dan Campbell just because of the media narrative of yeah, um, suck. <laughs> of Detroit but yeah it's that's not going anywhere our long shots though um both right at 50 to 1 you had Pete Carroll for the Seahawks oh. and I took Arthur Smith of the Falcons I mean those guys they still got some legs I mean there's still a little bit of um a scenario where that could play out either one of them really well, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show up at the end with uh, not just only the awards market, but just a couple long shot division winners that we see that may have some value. But like you said, like Atlanta and Seattle, they're both sitting at three and three, tied for their division through six games, a third of the se- or more than a third through the season. If either of those teams wins their division, they are winning Coach of the Year. Yeah, agreed. The, I mean, I, I the Eagles could go fourteen and three with Sirianni, and and they still would probably give it to Seattle or Atlanta, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 Sirianni one that's the the one that scares me the most. Um, as much as I want to believe in the Giants, and I just said on our last show how much I believe in them, I don't think they can sustain enough for Dabble to to stay up there with Sirianni. So. Absolutely. Based on the expectations, based off of trading Russ away and the boatload they got, if Seahawks win that division, um, how do you not consider Pete Carroll? Like, yeah. Oh, he's got to be. The fact that they beat Russ week one, too, and they're they're just shitting on them with shitting on Russ with the same players. And Gino is just cooking out there. I mean, he looks like a genius. Oh, for sure. Hey, uh, 
Jim Mark, do you want to get in on the Nathaniel Hackett uh, sweepstakes at uh, <laughs> 100 to 1? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm getting in on that is um, for next to be fired. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he better take that role for, for uh, getting fired because he seems to be the next one to go on the chopping block. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it they should have the uh, the GM of the year award. Whoever finishes last every year should be fired, and I think it should be the Den. The whole Denver organization needs to be gone. Like geez. bad. Maybe Walmart you know, will turn it around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, some guys that have moved in the market. Kevin O'Connell's up to twelve to one with the Vikings. Fast start. We already touched on Sirianni, Sirianni and Dable. But Mike McDaniel's doing a good job in Miami. I know they've had some bad luck with the quarterback injuries. He's 16 to 1. Doug Peterson's in Jacksonville. If they get on a roll and they win the division, maybe he gets it at 16 to 1 after taking over that uh dumpster fire set by uh, Urban Meyer. Maybe yeah. the if the Bills go what, 16 and 1, does McDermott have a case? It's so tough because like you said, um it's based off of expectations and everybody expected them to kind of dominate um the season so it's like he doesn't get enough credit for continuing to do well um yeah. it's more of those like you know nobody thought the eagles were gonna be the last undefeated team and that's why we see nick sirianni leading the the race here um little little seems like a little unfairness to the award because that does that yeah. doesn't necessarily make him the best coach i mean i'm not saying he's a bad coach but yeah how do you not consider the bills mcdermott being able to repeat the success being able to beat kansas city this year now and you know um but it's just that media narrative of who wasn't supposed to be good yeah well in an interesting one you never would have guessed this guy would ever be in contention but mike mccarthy in dallas I mean, Dak goes down. They win what four in a row. They're in the hunt. I mean, right at the yeah. ship. He's twenty eight to one. I don't think he can win it now that Dak's back. But the fact that he even put himself in position. If the Jets go on a run and are a solid wild card team, Robert Saul is twenty five to one. Yeah, I, they made the Packers look like a terrible team, and I yeah. neither one of us expected that. Obviously, we locked the Packers up to win by a touchdown. So, if they can keep putting games together like that, why not? I agree with you a hundred percent. And I got a I got another long shot that I'm looking at. I know I gave Pete Carroll out. I'm going to give out the other old coach, Bill Belichick. Didn't forget how to coach either. <laughs> He's got that <laughs> team rolling. All of a sudden, he's fifty to one. What if they keep it rolling with Zappy? I mean, maybe they run I, it. Maybe they finish eleven and six. I mean, maybe we're overreacting a little bit in the current moment, but he seems to have figured something out with that rush attack with Stevenson. Yeah, I don't know how you go back to Mac Jones, and that's unfortunate for Mac Jones. I don't think he's a terrible player, but Bailey Zappy just there—he's got more of an it factor. Um, I feel like he can open that pass game more. He can move a little better. I just, I like Bailey Zappi. I'm a big fan of him. So um, I don't, Mac Jones is questionable right now, but I don't know how they go back to him at this time. I mean, you're winning. It's hard to bench a winning quarterback. Yeah. It'll be similar to what Dallas did. It seems like the, like identical situations, except for that, I guess, New England didn't pay or didn't pay Dak or uh, sorry, New England didn't pay Mac what Dallas paid Dak. So true. They're not financially obligated to play, but it's like if as soon as Zappy loses a game, they'll probably go back to Mac, don't you think? Yeah, probably. But I mean, even so, like, say they start getting on a roll again with Mac Jones, and then they, I mean, 
everybody was killing New England in the preseason. That Belichick didn't know he's doing. He put Patricia in charge. Yeah. And here they are, right in the hunt again. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, Belichick is the king of no house advantage. That's just the bottom line. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning the $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for a shot to win the big money every day. You can also do test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player props, over-unders, and individual player matchups across every major sport, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with the promotion code SGPM at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app source to get a first deposit up to $25. And we're also brought to you by Babbel, my favorite. Babbel Helps me, man. I was not good in school learning a foreign language, so you know what I'm doing. I mean, I went to the Dominican Republic this past uh, summer, so I had to freshen up on some foreign language. And I went to Babbel because all you need to do is ten. All you need is ten minutes. You can complete a lesson plan. You can start by having a real life conversation in a new language in as little as three weeks. That's crazy. Other language learning apps use AI for their lessons plans, but Babbel lessons were created over 100 with 150 language experts and voiced by real narratives, native, sorry, native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective with Babbel. You can choose uh, from over 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And Hey, the NFL is going to Germany, too, this year, not just London. So you better freshen up on some German if you're a Bucks or Seahawks fan. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to the babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. All right. We are moving along in the awards uh, market. And we're going to go to comeback player of the year. And I think we were pretty, pretty good in this one. Yeah. Um, you were pretty good at this one, I think. Uh, <laughs> Saquon, right? Yeah, yep. Um, you had Saquon, who was a bit of a long shot at the time. So you threw out Derrick Henry and then Saquon Barkley. Um, I went with Mariota and Trubisky. We know Trubisky is not going to win that now that he has been yeah. benched in favor <laughs> for Kenny Pickett. Mariota maybe still has a chance. Um, he's not doing great stat-wise, but if they can keep winning games, keep covering games, um, we'll talk a little bit later in the show about the NFC South, but if they can win that, I mean, um, and if they keep him in as a starter, obviously it's hard not to consider him somebody who's, you know, kind of ridden the pine um, the past two years and then comes into Atlanta and brings them back to their, the, a winning form and, and takes the NFC South. So um, be, it'd be interesting to see how that one goes, but yeah, um, you, you were more spot on on this one than I was. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, all I know is my, I got two of my favorite guys at seven to one as well. Gino baby, seven to one, uh, taking over for Russ's cooking. Now it's Gino's cooking now in 
in the great <laughs> Northwest. And then Brian Robinson Jr., man, I think with Heineke being quarterback now, I think they're going to feature the run, and I think he's got a real shot if, if Saquon goes down. I mean, we all hope Saquon doesn't go down, man. Right. Like It's yeah. great to see him back healthy. He's rolling again. I know Kramer likes Dan Jones at 33-1. to one. Um, <laughs> You got a bone to pick uh, with this Mariota market, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, on several of the books, Mariota is 65 to one right now, which is fine. I, I get it. He hasn't put up great numbers. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 60 to one. Why is an announcer better comeback of the player year odds than somebody who's starting and winning games? That doesn't make any sense to me. No sense. I mean, why you're right. Why is the guy that's announcing Thursday night football on the panel? I mean, they might as well put Richard Sherman and Tony Gonzalez on there while they're at it. <laughs> it's gotta be the beard. He's going to have to go into the beard contest of best beard moon off Ryan <laughs> Patrick or Lovey Smith. So <laughs> open yeah, that up to no, the audience. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to put that poll out here on Twitter now that we're yep. uh, live. So yeah, no, uh, I Saquon seems to be the runaway. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to win this award. I, I mean, I'm going to get a little bit of Brian Robinson, I think. Yeah. And it's interesting that you can win narrative. the, the comeback player of the year award, your, your rookie year. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting, but well-deserved. Um, mm -hmm. if you guys have listened to the, the, uh, the main station there, they, they said they're going to compare that injury to everybody else's injury. Oh, your hamstring hurts. Well, this guy was shot four times and he's back running the ball. So what's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this guy, shot literally what two months ago the day same day he a job and now he's back as uh rb number one so yeah i think the narratives there and like i said or we've said this is such a narrative based award it's like alex smith yeah. wins it a couple of years ago and he only played eight games yeah yeah I, i'm still a little um i can't believe antonio gibson hasn't been looked at and as far as that shooting goes but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or, it was the day uh, they announced oh, that he was going to be starting, that Brian Robinson was the, taking over the starting job. He gets shot. Like, what luck? Yeah, we're, we're not conspiracy theories over here or anything. <laughs> but, yeah, well, let's. Uh, they might need to look into that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Brian Robinson is a rookie, so that transition over to the rookie market now. Um, where were we on this one? I'm trying to draw a blank. I mean, Brian Robinson's in this market, too. Yeah, so I threw out and said, um, as much as I wanted to take Brees Hall out of Iowa State, I wasn't going to because I didn't think the Jets were going to be that good. Now he's the front runner. So instead, I took um, Damian Pierce. I guess I shouldn't have been so down on those Jets. You uh, thought Pickett was going to get to start a little bit sooner than he did um, and threw in Pickens. So we did say, like, this is a yeah. tough tough one to do because it's normally a quarterback. And at the time there were no starting rookie quarterbacks. So our long shots, um, I took Algar for the uh, Falcons who has not looked that great. And then you had um, Brian Robinson and Romeo dubs is kind of your long shot. So um, definitely right there with the Brian Robinson thing. I think now that he's starting, he's uh, he's going to get back into conversation here. Yeah, and I mean, Kenneth Walker's a guy to look at now with Seattle because that offense is rolling with the passing attack. It's going to get colder out west with Seattle, and I think Seattle's going to play in some meaningful games here that people didn't expect. 
and they seem to be right riding the rock with him in in uh place of Rashad Penny. Yeah. Uh the picket picket like you said picket and pickens like with picket going down I mean maybe there's still an opportunity for picket to get back into this thing because yeah, we know uh, the media loves quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I I mean I don't mind getting him at 14 to 1 right now. Um I like if if Chris Olave gets healthy, he's been targeted more target share than any other rookie wide receiver um, this year. He's got yeah, he's got uh, more air yards like um, he's putting up some big plays for the Saints. So and that's 10 to one right now, um, depending where you get it. So I, I like that one, too. Well, especially because Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, it seems like they're never healthy. But the only right. issue in New Orleans, they don't know who is healthy ever. I mean, right. they just said, I mean, they almost just beat Cincinnati this last week with their top three receivers out. Jameis, you know, he's coming back. Andy Dalton's banged up. Kamara's always banged up. I mean, you can't figure the Saints team out. Yeah, agreed. So, what about on the defensive side of things? Um, so I took Sauce Gardner, and then That's you took, a good pick. yeah, you took um, Aiden Hutchinson because of just, again, the narrative behind it all coming back, uh, or I guess not coming back, but going from Michigan to Detroit to play. Um, you also had Walker in there, Quan Walker, Quay Walker. Um, and then my long shot was Jaquan Brisker for the Bears. That That's not happening. And your long shot at 21 was uh, Carl Affis for the um, Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I still like yep. that one. Yeah, yeah. He's he's made some bad. I mean, that Chiefs defense is better than what people thought it was going to be. And he's had yeah. some meaningful plays. But I'm with you. I Sauce is the guy. I think the Jets might have both the offense and rookie with Brees Hall and then uh Sauce Gardner. Yeah, and just even the past two weeks, I feel like he's started um making more of an impact on the field. So if he keeps that up, he's gonna be in play there. Right now, um front runners Tariq Woolen of the Seahawks at eight to one. So that's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. we, we weren't even considering him. I wasn't anyways at, at the beginning of the season. No. Um, quick question. Side note. Did you pay sauce Gardner to take the cheese head and run around Lambo with it? Mocking <laughs> yes. Was that, was that you that paid him off on the side? A little, Hey, <laughs> dude, do this. <laughs> Don't worry, I wish. I'll pay, I'll, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Because <laughs> I know you've been wanting to do that for years and years. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, these teams, they love beating um, the Packers. I mean, you saw the Giants, even the London fans in, in New York or uh, at the London game when the Giants won, they, they were just happy to pick on the Packers. And now the Jets are too. I love it. Yeah. I, hey, Sauce, at the top of the rookies defensive uh, market. You got the target on your back now, and I think he's he's embracing that, man. Yeah. And if you want to watch those New York football Jets and New York football Giants, go to FUBU TV. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games and 4K coverage at no extra charge, over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the 
included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's FUBUTV.com slash SGP. And you're probably wondering where to get all these futures markets. No other than Odds Trader. Odds Trader, it's a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal possible. The app also provides player sets, key game sets, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to get the best bets possible. It's also a bet tracker for bettors to keep record of their activities with all these major sports going on. Key features such as handicap and play-by-play, live scores and bet tracking, player stats, key game stats, projected game day weather. Bet Tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, one site for all your game day bets. So we have covered all the individual awards now, J. Mark. I want to dive in before we get out of here at a couple of these long shots that were six games in. Some teams are being overvalued, undervalued. Some have skyrocketed. Uh, for example, the two New York teams and their Super Bowl. Off. I mean, uh, they both were like a hundred to one or eighty to one going into the season, and now they've closed in on what uh, six or sixty to one or thirty to one now. Um, what is your favorite Super Bowl long shot? Oh, uh, this it's hard not to. I mean. Obviously, the Bills are the obvious choice, but I wouldn't call that a long shot. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for these Bills to beat the Chiefs twice. It it really is. That's mm-hmm. going to be a challenge. So the Chiefs at, sitting at eight to one right now. Um, I wanted to go with the Eagles, but I just I feel like it's going to be an AFC team. So the Chiefs at eight to one. I, I really like that value. I think that's a, a good value for a team that despite not looking necessarily as good at times this year, are still a very good team. Yeah, that's where I was going. But And for the record, everybody, uh, our AFC East preview, we gave out the Bills at 550, uh, plus 550 to win the Super Bowl. It, they're down to what, plus 275, 290, depends on what book yep. uh, you want to shop at. But... I'm with you. I mean, you're not going to get a better value than eight to one with those Kansas city chiefs. I mean, yeah. they're right there. They're the second best team in the NFL. And for you to get them eight to one, if you're going to take a value standpoint, I think the chiefs are the play. You're not, you're not going to get them at a lower price in my opinion. Yep. Agreed. Uh, I mean, uh, two teams that have really, really struggled. They have hall of fame quarterbacks. I know we killed them in our uh, previous episode. What about Tampa Bay and green Bay? Oh, I thought you meant the Bears and the Commanders. <laughs> no, I don't even see them on the – are they even listed? <laughs> you got to scroll way, way down. <laughs> They're down um, in Carolina. Yeah, I'm just – I'm so down on both those teams. I don't think yeah. – um, those offenses, the, the personnel, I don't think, you know, as we said before, like the quarterback that's on their current team. I don't think Tom Brady is well-liked right now. I mean, skipping walkthroughs that why should everybody else show up and put in the work and he doesn't have to. And then Rogers, I mean, he's saying that they need to simplify their offense and he doesn't seem like, (laughs) yeah, he doesn't seem like a guy that um, is saying he's not smart enough to get it. He just doesn't seem like that type. So I took that as needs to be simpler for the people around him. Right. 
So I just, I don't think they can lead their teams anymore. Um, I really don't. You're right. They are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks as much as I don't want to admit that about Rodgers. But it just, I don't see it happening this year. Their their time is over, I think. If they're, the only way you can validate even trying to make an argument for them is if one or the other or both make a significant move at the trade deadline, in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, the NFL trade deadline isn't like the NBA trade deadline or the MLB trade deadline, like where you just insert somebody and it's like, there we go, because it's such a quarterback-driven yeah. league. Now, I know Vaughn Miller got signed last year, but the Rams were, were not as bad as these two teams are playing right now. Right. Agreed. Um, if I had to pick one of them, it, it would be Tampa Bay. I think they have a more talented roster. Um, they have, uh, I mean, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, maybe past his prime, but still a force when he's healthy. Russell Gage. Um, so the offensive weapons are there. That defense is good. Um, the Packers, they, you know, if you look at their offense, besides Rodgers, you just have the running backs. You can't really call out the receivers as being great. Um, and so I just, I think if one of these teams can turn around, it's probably the Bucks. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't see it for either of them. Who would you, who would no. you pick of the two? I'd choose the Packers cause they have the longer odds and I think they're the same team right now. They beat True. Tampa Bay too. I know that yeah. was a couple of weeks ago, but I like the, I do like, uh, I, I think green Bay has the ability to run the ball better than Tampa Bay too. Yeah. So maybe that is the version of simplify the game that Aaron and Rogers is talking about, but Hey, I don't know, man. Well, he's tired <laughs> of dropping back and getting hit. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's hard to get behind either team. What about AFC and NFC odds? I mean, we just threw out a couple long shots in the NFC, like options. Neither of us want to take that right now. Do you like the Ravens in the AFC? Maybe 10 to one. Um, yeah, that's not a bad one. I mean, if Lamar gets healthy, um, you know, um, they've had some struggles with Rashad Bateman not being healthy either. J.K. Dobbins hasn't been able to produce um, dealing with some knee tightness, but they do get Gus Edwards back soon. So yeah. that should lift their run game some. I mean, he's in two years. I know he's not started. He's been uh, kind of a backup, but he's still averaged over five yards a carry. So um, I just I think. That's a good play. As far as NFC, I was looking at this. Um, I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins to win the big games, but <laughs> they're the third team behind the Bucks. The Bucks are four to one. Vikings are seven and a half to one. I, it's hard not to like that just in case the Eagles have a, a big injury like to hurt. Well, I don't even know if Hurts getting injured will uh, stop them because they got Minshew mania behind him. But um <laughs> But yeah, I, I kind of like the the Vikings there. What about the team that seems to always catch lightning in a bottle when they get in their rods team, the Niners? They did, yeah. I don't know if they can stay healthy. Um, you saw what happened when they it's an even year. Yeah, when they weren't healthy against the Falcons, you saw the Falcons beat them twenty eight fourteen. So yeah, I just it, every year that that team. And they have fired their strength and conditioning coach and got a new one, but they still get they have injury problems every year. I'm with you, man. I, the Niners, it doesn't seem like it's their year. I know, I know they've had injuries, but they've like you said, they've had injuries every year. It's yeah. it's nothing new there. And 
it seems like every other year they're good, and this is an off year for them. So there's just a bunch of teams that are three and three right now that it's it's hard to get behind any of them because you've yeah. seen so so much uh, of a glare of a need when you you could just look at Buffalo and like yeah how are you going to beat Buffalo? I mean, the only team I could see beating Buffalo in the postseason is Kansas City. Yep, agreed. So what about the, I mean, what about the Giants? Um, no, I'm not getting in on the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just Dabble has been such a good coach for them. Um, it's hard to back Dan Jones and say that, like, yeah, this team's legit, but they've played pretty well. So that's one that, you know, it, it's hard not to think about it 25 to 1. Just just to sprinkle a little Dang bit. a long shot. Yeah. What about uh, Washington and Chicago? Uh, three hunt, just kidding. <laughs> Put all your money on Chicago. They're making it. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll tell you what. You'd be rich. You wouldn't have to work the rest of your life. What about right. uh, what about some division odds? I got a, I got one or two that I really like right now that I think they're being undervalued still. Yeah, my favorite one is um, Falcons at six and a half to one. Um, we talked about the Bucks struggles, and I just – this team seems to believe in themselves um you know they're not just covering every game they're winning some games here too so i think that they, if they can keep that up um if they can keep running mariota like they did against the niners those designed runs um they're going to be a hard team to beat because their defense if their defense can get healthy again and stay healthy it's doing enough it's doing enough they you know they play that kind of defense where they allow you to move from the 20 to 20 pretty easily and then they really tighten down so I, I I could really see the Falcons making a push. I like Seattle. I, I'm yeah. seeing eleven. I'm seeing eleven to one, and they have the same odds as as uh, Arizona. I don't get how that's right. I mean, they're yeah. tied for the division. They have a better offense. They have a better defense. They have a better coach. And San, we already touched on it. San Francisco should win it, but they're banged up. We've seen this script before. Yep. The Rams are struggling. They're banged up. And the Seahawks have a real home field advantage, and they so they're going to still get the Niners and Rams coming back home over these last what ten games. I think I think the Seahawks are going to be in it all the way till the end. I don't know if they're going to get over the top, but at eleven to one, I I'm more than happy to give that out. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that a lot. Um, what about uh, what about our Jacksonville Jaguars plus four twenty five? I'm seeing. I mean, it's worth looking at, isn't it? Because. Yeah. We talked about on the last show that the Colts and Titans, like they, they don't, they aren't winning enough and they're, they're just, you know, beating each other up within this division. Meanwhile, Jacksonville, they're starting to put it together and I could see a real scenario where they, they get it together enough to um, win this. This really is any, but well, maybe not the Texans division, but it, this really could be anybody's division at this point. Agreed. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I think they're the best team. They've dropped a couple close games here, but I think they can get back in this. I, I think it starts uh, this week. I mean, they got the Giants coming at home. They need to get a win, get that NFC monkey off their back, get the three and four, and, I mean, just stay around 500 because Tennessee and Indianapolis are not running away with this. Right, agreed. And the Jaguars have the last place schedule from last year, so that does benefit them compared to Tennessee, who's going to have to play in Indy, who are going to have to play playoff teams most likely yep how about win totals Bears season win total is down to five you taking the uh, over 
are they at now? Two and four? Yeah. They can get to five. I'm with you. I think you. even I, if you I, end up with the push and get your money back, I think they get three more games. I'm pulling up uh, the win totals right now. I had I didn't have win totals up. I am uh, where are we at? Yeah, I just clicked over to it just to just out of curiosity where the where the Bears were. I got the preseason right now, uh, and the Falcons were four and a half. So I think they're going to hit the over on that. Yeah, for Seattle, sure. Seattle, Seattle was five and a half. They're definitely hitting the over. Jets were five and a half. They're probably going to hit the over. Um, actually, no, they're definitely hitting the over. Over. They're at four already. Jacksonville was six and a half. They got a shot. Detroit's going to go under, like we said on our show. Um, What's Washington currently? Washington is at six. I think they'll go over. They always finish seven and ten. Right in the (laughs) middle of a mediocre, uh, another mediocre season in D.C. Do enough to give you a little bit of hope until you'll drop the last couple games. (laughs) Exactly. Tickle you a little bit just to keep you coming back. Well, uh. That's it for all our awards. So we gave some long shots with division uh, individual awards. Before we get up on out of here, Jay Mark, tell everybody where to find you, man. Yep, should be on your screen if you're watching live. Follow me at Jay Mark Football. Um, all sorts of stuff going on at the the Twitter. Find me up and down the SGPN app and website as well. Yes, sir. And you guys can find me uh, on Twitter as well at Moneyline underscore Mac. And we are going to be coming to you live via Twitter, YouTube, whichever one you prefer. You can watch us if you want to watch us make our picks and, and have a couple have have a couple beverages. Meanwhile, um, we're going to do it every Wednesday at three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central. Uh, I guess if you're on the West Coast, it's right at about lunchtime. So tune in every Wednesday. Check out our picks. Um, you got anything before we get up on out of here? No, just uh, make sure you join us so you can chat with us. We're happy to answer questions on on air. So um, join us next week, 2.30 Central. Um, Or like you said, uh, out there in California, take your lunch break. Visit us for lunch. (laughs) Give out some some locks, dogs, and teases for uh, week number eight next week. So, hey, good luck with everybody with your bets in week number seven. And don't forget to let it ride.